0: Welcome to the show called Let's Talk Homeschool, brought to you by Apologia Educational Ministries. This is the show where we talk about everything homeschooling, the who, what, when, where, why, and how. We want to affirm and encourage you in the decision to homeschool, challenge and inspire you to take it to new heights and celebrate everything you get to experience along the way in this adventure of a lifetime. We are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen, And today's show is titled, Doing Family. This is part 7 of 12, and today's... Subject is family traditions. Yay! Okay, Rachel, let's talk homeschool. So we've got this series going. We're talking about the idea of doing family and, the, in a sense, this lost art that uh, has been struggling to be passed down and passed through the generations. And something that always binds families together are the traditions, that they have. And and part of what's wonderful about traditions is they're usually just naturally and organically occurring. You don't always force them. The best ones are often the ones that just happen automatically. And then suddenly after a couple, two or three or four years you realize we got this really cool family tradition going on and then you want to continue it.
1: Yeah no I think I think you're exactly right you don't always get to strategically say we're going to do x as a family tradition however I do think it is good to intentionally say you want to have family traditions and then maybe let the specifics fan out as they do Right we did have a couple of family traditions as we go through our discussion today that we did intentionally do and then like you're saying other ones sort of were more spontaneous and yet they They continue on today, but man, this, this is really exciting conversation for me because this is, we're talking about developing your own family culture Exactly, because you become identified as a family based on these things that you do together. And these are the things that carry your kids when you launch them, things that they remember about things they want, reasons they want to come back home because they want to continue these kind of cultural family things that you do together. These are the things that define you. So, yeah, let's let's talk about these. Okay,
0: so these first two are ones that have been going on for a long time in our family. I honestly cannot tell you when we actually started these, but easily over 20 years ago. And that is this routine of our Friday night and our Saturday morning. And they're two separate traditions. So on Friday night, we have on the calendar a Friday pizza and movie night or pizza and game night, uh, it's a time where we just really look forward to Friday night because we're going to be doing something as a family and it usually involves pizza and either a movie or a game. Yeah. So what are some of your memories about that when the kids were younger and even today? I mean, we got young adult kids and our kids range from 20 to 33 right now. And when they are home for the summer between college or visiting, there's still this Friday night expectation that mm-hmm. are we ordering pizza tonight? What movie are we going to watch? Are we going to yeah. play a game? And, and so it's very much instilled in everybody's minds as a memory growing up in our family.
1: Yeah, so I I remember more when everybody was home, it was make your own pizza night. Yes. And so the glory of that was I would mix up crust, right? And then everybody had, I'm getting a. A little bit into the details in case it's inspiring to anybody. And then we got these disposable aluminum pie pans that we would put everybody's individual pizza in. And so initially, when they were younger, I would knead out everybody's dough into the pizza pan and I would chop and slice and dice all of these different toppings and grade the cheese and everything and sort of make it a workstation at our island in the kitchen. And when everything was ready, I'd call everybody in and everybody could, you know, put as much sauce, whichever sauce they wanted to do, a pesto, a white sauce, a red sauce, however much, and then all the different toppings, however much cheese, whichever cheese they wanted to, and then we'd pop them all in and out of the oven and then pop them out of the pie plates and slice it all on the island and then sit down to a very fun, everybody-did-their-own-thing dinner time. And it was a blast. I mean, some of the kids wanted their crust thinner. Some of them wanted it thicker. Some wanted more cheese, less cheese, all veggie, all meat. I mean, it was all these different things, and all the, the toppings varied greatly. So some people really loved mushrooms. Someone loved you introduced all the kids to the olive thing. I've, I've never been an olive girl, but yeah, it was something that we all got in the kitchen around the Island baking, and then ultimately cleaning it all up together. It was a great memory well, on Friday night.
0: It was. And it, you got to see the personality of your kids come out and the way they design their pizza, what types of ingredients they liked on their pizza, which yeah. ones they didn't. Yeah. Uh, and it became this, uh, you know, It introduced interesting discussions just on the food itself. Uh, But on the movie, one of the things I want to say about the movie that we would pick each time is because this is a tradition that's happening week after week after week, and obviously with some exceptions when we're traveling, or it's just not possible. But as a general rule, that's what we were doing on Friday night, is the movie selection was very intentional. Yes. Because we knew we're going to be watching a movie three out of three to four Fridays a month. And so it wasn't randomly selected. Right. And you and I, especially when the kids were younger, did intentional movie selection because we wanted them to see certain movies or we wanted to talk about certain movies after right. the fact. Now, we're not that one of those families that interrupts the movie by talking about it, you know, as it's happening. but. Uh, the best movies are the ones that create a discussion mm-hmm. afterwards. Yeah. Whether it's a worldview discussion, a discussion about morals and uh, wise and foolish decisions, uh, character building and development, and uh, j- just all the things that, you know, can come out of a movie if you're doing it intentionally. There, there's plenty of old classics that we watched consecutively.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, for instance, the, the Star Wars movies. We might say, okay, we're going to watch. Star Wars, because your younger kids haven't seen it, and we would put them in a certain order to watch them in the order they were released through the years yeah. or in the actual chronological order. Uh, and I remember one time with my uh, youngest two sons, they had never seen the Rocky movies, and so we took four consecutive uh, Friday nights and we watched Rocky One, Rocky Two, II, Rocky Three, and Rocky Four. Now, there's more Rockies <laughs> than that, but we, w- we watched those four... Back-to-back Fridays, which was also just very interesting to see how those uh, storylines progressed in such short succession. Because there were three or more years between each movie, but when you're watching with only a week between, you see that difference more dramatically. Uh, But more than anything, it created some great discussion with them about why why people like this movie, why it was so big back in the 70s and early 80s. And just the nostalgia that comes with it, too.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're bringing up an excellent point. We need to date ourselves here, too. So you and I remember we were parenting in the blockbuster video days, right? So we're talking about a time when dinosaurs roamed the planet. So (laughs) many in our audience might not even remember when there was blockbuster video and you had to actually drive somewhere and actually rent a tangible video VHS That you brought home, you know, I mean, this was like the victor's take for the day. I mean, when you came home on a Friday night with a movie for us to watch, it was all celebration, right? It wasn't like we streamed them. It's not like we had our own video library. I mean, when dad brought home the video, it was like you were bringing home dinner. Everybody was so excited. So we would, like you're saying, intentionally choose a movie to watch. And I think beyond the intentional choice... Is the discussion that we would have afterwards, and I and I would say, and I and I, I don't mean to step on any toes here because I know that there are two different schools of thought here. I think the best discussions were intentionally had, but not forced, and that's kind of a, th- a fine line.
0: Well, I agree because what I was going to say there is, I the ones I enjoyed the most that I thought were the most uh, productive and profitable with our kids. We're not the ones that happened immediately after the movie, but the ones that happened Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon, and the the next one, two, or three days afterwards as uh, we're processing it, as they're thinking about it, as we're asking them questions and all that.
1: Yeah, I think there's a way, I I, I think it's great to intentionally choose some movies, some films, and use it as a kind of curriculum that you want to discuss with your children. And maybe we talk about that on another podcast sometime. But for the purpose of a Friday night, we weren't really trying to make this curriculum. But there were so many occasions where there was great worldview content, or right and wrong, or character development, or a specific character quality or maybe a compare and contrast between a book that we read. So there was always opportunity for conversation. And I really think that that's important to let the movie do some teaching and set the context for discussion.
0: Right. So um, we've got several other traditions I want to talk about, but let's let's stay on Friday and talk about pizza and game night when we were doing a game instead of a movie. And as a matter of fact, I mean, we're recording this right now in 2023. And... This, we're recording it on a Saturday morning. Yep. Just last night, we had three of our adult kids here with us and one of our grandchildren, and we had a game night. It yeah. was Friday night, so we had pizza. We, well, we didn't even... We didn't have pizza. What did we have?
1: We actually
0: had Oh, to- we did Tacos for Life last we, night.
1: We did. Confession. We don't, always, <laughs> we don't always have pizza on Friday. But, but.
0: It was a big to-do. We it ordered that So, but we had game night last night. So, yeah. let, let's talk a little bit about what game nights can look well, like.
1: Well, I'm going to say on the outset that often movies were just easier. And I'm going to say this because I want to advocate for family game night. I really do. However, as a homeschool mom, with all of the necessary but often challenging or maybe consistently challenging character issues that come up through the week that sideline the great lesson plans and curriculum that you had planned to do with your kids that week, when it comes to Friday night, often I would get to Friday night and go, can we just watch a movie because the idea of having to navigate a game night with kids and teaching everybody to take turns and be kind and not be a little Pharisees and rule keeping and all of that. <laughs> it's all work. It, it's work. I just, sometimes I felt like family game night was a lot of work and I just wasn't sure that I was up to that. Sometimes I just wanted to watch a movie.
0: It's interesting you say that because even in my notes here, I say part of what was great about, family game night is we got to teach our kids how to actually work with people. (laughs) What a wonderful parental thought. It
1: was glorious. And it, and it is that. And, but I, what, one of the things I want to make a point of is try to have a balance here. I think both need to be intentional. You need to intentionally do family game nights, Where you are teaching your kids, even at a very different level, how to interact with each other, how to follow the rules, how to take turns, how to encourage each other, how to win well, how to lose well. All of those things are wrapped up in a family game night. Enjoyment kind of gets kicked to the sideline for a few years until we get all that other covered. Just like... Family movie night also needs to be intentional. I don't think it needs to be incidental. I don't think it needs to be, oh, here's a movie we can watch, or this is what everybody else is watching. I think you still need to make that selection on purpose. Family game night, I think the two need to balance each other. And I and I know there were periods of time when just in utter exhaustion, I was just like, let's just watch a movie. But I think it's really better, and I think we've seen this in our family, that the two of them in tandem as things that we looked forward to The kids looked forward to movie night. They looked forward to game night. But I think both of them take work and discipline in different ways. So family game night, I think that's all about a variety of different games. And I do think it takes a level of engagement and so many opportunities to teach so many different things. And primarily by example, we teach. One of the big criticism, this may not sound initially related to this, but it, it to me it's directly related. One of the huge issues or challenges or criticisms of homeschool families often is the whole issue of socialization. And I just want to say that I believe socialization begins at the home. I believe that our kids need to learn to interact rightly with their parents and with their siblings so that they can go out and interact rightly with other people, whether it's other teachers or people in authority and other peers. And I think too often we chase after socialization outside of our home before we've grounded our kids in socialization inside our home. That's a very good point. I think our kids need to learn how to respectfully interact with parents. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. We've talked about that before. Uh, respectively asking, respectfully asking questions, um, expressing their own opinions, respectfully interacting with their parents, asking questions when they're frustrated or they're tired or whatever, doing their responsibilities, coming under the authority of the parents rightfully, and being kind and considerate and selfless and humble in their interactions with their siblings. I think that needs to be the priority again before chasing outside the home. And I think that's why when you chase socialization outside of the home before you've grounded it inside your home, you have the detrimental effects of peer pressure. But when you have it grounded at home, And your kids know who they are in Christ. They've come into the parental authority. They know how to interact with their siblings. Then they can deal better, I think, maybe not perfectly or flawlessly, but better certainly with the peer pressure and the socialization outside of your home. And I think family game night really contributes to that, especially if you have it as a priority that your kids are going to be on soccer teams and have any kind of competition. They need to learn how to lose and win well at home around a family game night not just on a soccer field with everybody else
0: Uh, very very true all right we're going to take a quick break and then return to this conversation so hold on this show is brought to you by apology educational ministries our mission is to help homeschooling families learn live and defend the christian faith apology is the number one publisher of creation-based science math bible and worldview curricula for homeschooling families with hundreds of number one awards over the course of more than two decades creation-based and award-winning now that's impressive, but more importantly, that's why Apologia is trusted by homeschooling families all across the USA and the world. Go to Apologia.com, a great place to explore creation. All right, welcome back. So we've been talking about family traditions. This is part seven in a 12-part series we're calling Doing Family. And as we talk about family traditions, we only covered one so far. I know, but <laughs> um, it was one of my fr- favorite ones. Friday night... Uh, Pizza and movie night or Friday night pizza and game night. Yep. And yeah, v- very long standing tradition in our family. So let's get to the other pretty long standing tradition, and that was our Saturday pancake breakfast tradition. Oh man, this
1: was a thing. Yeah, and it came on the heels, obviously, of fr- Friday night pizza and movie night. The next morning was pancakes. And again, it was everybody in the kitchen everybody's working to mix the pancake batter. You know, the little kids always want to stir the pancake batter, and that needs to be supervised. That's what I'm going to say about that. (laughs) And then over the years, we would add different things to the batter. Sometimes I had three different bowls going, maybe with blueberries or pecans or chocolate chips. And we're, you know, everybody's taking a turn flipping the pancakes, and then we're all sitting down together enjoying pancakes on a Saturday morning. I'm telling you, these were precious, precious times.
0: Well, right, because... I want you to all understand that the tradition wasn't just the fact that we had pancakes no. on Saturday that mom slaved over and I you called the kids down because it's time to eat. This was a full family affair where everybody was involved. So, the, yes, we were looking forward to the pancakes themselves, but we were all in the kitchen working together. Everybody had responsibilities ranging mm-hmm. from laying out the table or the plates and the silverware and the napkins and the cups and the drinks and then mixing the batter, like you said, and then the cleanup afterwards. And that's what made it this memory for our entire family that the kids look forward to when they're here. It's like, we're having pancakes tomorrow, aren't we, Mom? Yeah. And because we're all going to be here together. It's not mom's going to be this short order cook for everybody and we happen to have pancakes.
1: Yeah. And I do think that that's the big thing. I mean, we could have come around bowls of cereal or oatmeal. Maybe not as enthusiastically, but... I think the pancakes did elicit excitement and anticipation that maybe a bowl of oatmeal would not have but the point is we were all coming together, we were all contributing together, we were all participating together and then we were sitting down to ooey gooey sticky goodness together as a family before we got on with our Saturday. So yeah great tradition. Again these were things that happened to become traditions. I don't know that we sat down for either one of these. Some of the other ones we're going to talk about were more intentional.
0: Yeah so on this next one, let's move to the time that a lot of people think of when they think of traditions, they think of holiday Mm -hmm. traditions. So you, maybe you go to July 4th parades, which we did. Yeah. Um, Maybe Christmas is this really important holiday that you figure out where you're going to be and what you're going to do for our family. Thanksgiving turned in to Mm -hmm. this. awe inspiring tradition that today in the last several years has just taken on a life of its own where it's probably our most uh, anticipated family gathering of the year.
1: Yeah, and I do think that that's been something that happened since we launched the kids and they've started coming home more. Because I would say when everybody was home, when everybody was here, before anybody went out into the big bed world, it was Advent season was our big family thing. We did the Advent wreath, and then we did the Jesse tree, and we did all of that, and that was really glorious we did a candlelight service consistently all of those were wrapped up in our family tradition and we also did at that point we did the the thanksgiving tree where we did little leaves and everybody wrote on different things that they are grateful for every year and i've done a video on that over on my website but after everybody left It was when we really commandeered Thanksgiving as our week together over the holidays. And you're right. It has really grown to this glorious week of celebration for our family.
0: Yeah, and and we've done several podcast episodes, typically in early to mid-November. You can look on our schedule and see a podcast episode about the Carmen Family Thanksgiving. And we'll talk a little bit about what we're going to do that particular year. The key that I'll, I'll tell you is... It turns into a whole week.
1: Yeah, for us it Uh, does So people
0: uh, prioritize it that much in our family. And we put together a plan. It's not a minute-by-minute plan, but it's in the morning we're going to have this breakfast together. Mm -hmm. In the afternoon, free and open time. Mm -hmm. In the evening, we're going to have a campfire with s'mores. Things like that, big blocks of time, but it includes things like a talent show. It includes... uh, presentations, family pictures, scavengers, hunts, family pictures, uh, games, uh, a wide variety of things that uh, are a compilation of asking everybody, what would you like to do? And then Rachel and I taking that list, which is more than we can do, and creating a plan and a schedule that's uh, loose enough that we can relax and enjoy for the week, but tight enough that we all have have to know what's, what's happening today, what's happening tomorrow?
1: Yeah, we had an art lesson one year from one of our sons and we've done culinary um, contest. Yeah, one of the things that we did that we've carried through the years is long long ago I found this craft using an Oreo cookie to make turkeys at Thanksgiving. And so when our kids were really little, we did that. I think we might have been doing that for 25 years. Right, now. and it was a
0: cute little play setting. It was
1: a cute little thing, but now we it has morphed and evolved into this whole contest with all of the adult kids given all these ingredients and direction, and it's judged and there's bragging rights for the winner and everything. I mean, it's become this thing. But again, yeah. the point is we've allowed we've allowed our family culture to grow with our kids growing, and we've pulled things through that we've done forever, but even they have changed. But we've, we've really leaned into creating the Carmen family culture with new things, old things. Um, We've allowed the kids to suggest new changes, and we've obviously have new members with grandkids and in-laws and all of that. So, that's really the point is the whole idea of family traditions is that you create a culture that this is who you are. You come around together. You encourage each other. You laugh together. We cook a lot together. We discuss movies and books together. We like to do bonfires together, all these different things. We take family pictures every year at Thanksgiving too, which is another thing. So all of these different things, and that's really the challenge. If you're doing family, is about creating a family culture. And so as we've added in-laws now... You know, they're stepping into the Carmen family. And so what does it look like to be in here? What do we laugh about? What do we talk about? And that's what you get the chance to pass on to your kids. Right. And then as they create their own families, they get married, then they're creating their own family culture, right? Right. right.
0: We just really need to see how oh, their unique family is being designed by them. What And culture is what you make of it. And right. so they're making something special and intentional. Yeah. So let's talk about one last... Uh, tradition uh, quickly as we wrap up, and that is dates that we had with each of our kids. So this was right. when all the kids were home and they're growing up, and we want to not just build into the family as a whole, but into each individual child. Mm-hmm. What makes them tick? What is their bent? Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way they should go. Right. Uh, so asking them questions like, what is God calling you to do? And then mm-hmm. telling them and encouraging them things that we're seeing God work and right. do in, in their lives. So we would have... Father-son, father-daughter dates. Mm -hmm. Mother-son, mother-daughter dates. So tell us a little bit about some of your experiences and the takeaways from that family tradition that we experienced and practiced.
1: You know, you and I are real planners. I, (laughs) I must say that I would just love to be able to adopt a weekly plan that just went that way every week. And it just, life just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. There are other people who have their plans that intersect not so beautifully with mine sometimes. So I know that sometimes when I talk to homeschool mothers, one of their concerns is how do I have individual time with each child? And there's this desire to say, we're going to set this down in stone. And I just want to say that my experience was... Just like we've been talking about these traditions, some of them you set out to do and some occur incidentally. That's kind of how this whole date thing worked at our house. Sometimes it was, okay, we're going to take this individual child on this date and this day, right? But very often, I would say, I'm interested to hear what you would say, very often the most significant, quote, date times, meaning one-on-one times I had with any of our individual children We're really on the fly.
0: No, I was going to say the same thing.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, you can schedule it. And and I remember you would take the girls on the date sometimes, and you would literally come to the front door with a rose and ring the doorbell, and, and one of our daughters would go with you on a date. Very intentionally planned. She was looking forward to it. You were looking forward to it. There was a rose involved, and you went. And that was glorious. But I also know that there were days when I needed to run an errand, and I knew which kid to ask to go with me. Right. And those were the ones, those were the conversations, those were the moments. And I'll say, here's the deal, here's what I've learned. So looking back, I'm a little further down the path probably than many of you who are listening to us, and I'm just so grateful that you're tuned in. When I look back, some of the most meaningful times that I had with my kids one-on-one, some of them were silent. Some of them did not have this great exchange of some philosophical or theological or doctrinal or emotional or relational insight or proverb or wisdom, sometimes it was literally just being together. It wasn't what you might think it needed to be to be significant. Sometimes it was just writing together. Sometimes it it was just going for a loaf of bread. But just those moments intentionally taken to see and be seen, to build into that relationship holding hands maybe when they were younger, laughing together, and just coming back home. It didn't need to be this long extended period of time. Sometimes it was just brief. Mm -hmm. But I I just want to encourage listeners, don't underestimate those dates that maybe are not as formally set. And those would be the individual ones. One of my most favorite things that I did was with our daughters. So we had some friends that we met with, and I really think it was weekly. It was. We oh, got up yeah. early once a week and met some friends at a local coffee shop for years and just intentionally met to pray and we did Bible study and just building into those relationships. That was powerful. It was about a 30-minute drive to and from. So,
0: And when anything happens week after week, like the Friday night pizza movie, like the Saturday pancake breakfast, like every Thanksgiving – when you're doing something like what you described getting with friends intentionally and every week it, was it a becomes a tradition
1: it did and and so and again i'm not i can't sit here today and say that i saw all of the harvest from that then week after week but it was something transformative just because we did it over and over another thing that i did with the girls is so I, we've talked before about nap time it, a nap time here evolved into a weekly nap time uh, on Wednesday afternoons. And on Wednesday afternoons, after everybody had rest time, quiet time, whatever you want to call it, the girls and I would meet for tea. And I had each one of them had a matching teapot and teacup and saucer. We would rotate through them. And my father, bless his soul, he would supply us with tea cakes so those butter shortbread cookies he would send those to us and we would usually read a book we wrote we read a book on manners one time we read different books just one chapter and we would sit around with our little tea cakes and our our tea and it wasn't anything fancy it was just something that we did on Wednesday afternoons and the girls thought it was fun because it was just the girls and the boys weren't a vet- allowed to attend they always wanted to come they just wanted the cookies but they would <laughs> often they would just peer in the window where we were see, where we were seated and it was just again just pouring into the girls doing something over and over and over and you've done that similar things with the boys well
0: yeah i was gonna close by saying as my kids as my sons got older i realized oh boy this is going to be harder to get everybody together i gotta start doing something intentionally with mm-hmm. them and so when the two older ones were in college and the two younger ones were at home, I said, okay, we've got to arrange a summer hike, a summer camping trip, a summer get together of some kind. Mm -hmm. And so during those phases, when some were in college and some were still at home, we went on a boating trip on Mm -hmm. one weekend. We went on a camping trip one weekend. We went on a long hiking expedition one weekend, all for the purpose of bonding as guys, doing something hard and strenuous sure. outdoors typically. Mm-hmm. And those always turn into something unexpected that the boating yeah. trip in particular was one of those crazy weekends where we I made reservations at a lake, we go there, we're spending the night and this torrential rainstorm came in <laughs> so it was so strong that I got an email canceling the boat trip the next day. We're not letting any boats out tomorrow. So then we're stuck in this place right. and you know, there's five of us right. in a small space. Well, they decided they were going to write this comic book story. Yeah. And so we were just holed up you know, in this place and it was just hilarious watching them work together and, you know, and imagine this story arc and put yeah. something together. And then where did we, eat? then we go to the waffle house cause it's, you know, hundred feet away from where we're staying right. because it's the only <laughs> option those created an unexpected memory. Uh, But even recently, so then as the boys have gotten older, it's actually gotten harder to find a weekend, let alone a week during the summer when we can all get together and go do something. they got responsibilities. They don't have as much time off. But recently, this year, earlier this year, I got them all together and we went on a fishing trip. And again, made great memories. And what was wonderful was after that event and I'm talking to my sons, you know, so how you doing now that you're back yeah. in you know, real life and doing things? And one of them said, dad, that was nourishing for my soul. Right. It was just wonderful to hear something like that yeah. because this is becoming a family tradition We're, it's not a full tradition yet with my sons, because we're still trying to work out the bugs in mm-hmm. terms of how to make this happen right. on a regular basis. Uh, but, it told me this is something we've got to keep working towards because it's yeah. great when myself as a dad of adult sons, four of them, how we get together and how we bond and love each other, mm-hmm. even though they're creating their own families, yeah. finding and starting their own careers and in a different stage in life. Yeah. Uh, so family traditions, they're, they're beautiful, they're wonderful Um, and they're great when they happen naturally and intentionally.
1: Well, and I just, in closing too, since you brought in the fact that we have some that are married now too, I think we have an opportunity now as the grandparents to encourage our kids as they create their own traditions. Exactly. Some of them are going to be carryovers from what we did, and some of them are going to be unique, and we need to celebrate both of them. We don't need to limit their family traditions to what ours were. So I really think we have an opportunity to be encouraging there.
0: Well, it's time to bring this conversation to a close. Thank you all for listening. We hope you'll join us again next time. This is Let's Talk Homeschool, brought to you by Apologia Educational Ministries, and we are your hosts, Davis and Rachel Carmen. Have a great day, and until next time, we are walking by faith and enjoying the homeschooling adventure of a lifetime.